Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through relationships of all kinds, such as dating, friendships, marriage, family relationships, and so many more. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast and like our Facebook page for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. And I'm Manali. And welcome to our second episode of our fifth season. We say it every single episode, but it's just crazy that we're already five seasons in on this podcast and coming up on, I think, two years of doing this podcast together. And we have just loved every single second of it so far. But before we get into anything else or details about the episode, I'm going to let Manali just kind of discuss a little bit about who we are as podcasts. Yeah, so um, we are the Through Faith Podcast. Hannah and I have been friends for over 10 years, and um, we are currently in college and getting close to graduating college. Um, Through (laughs) being friends for so long, we've walked through many seasons of life, and um, we've learned so much together, and we didn't want to keep that to ourselves. And so we started this podcast to be able to share the Word of God and also just be able to talk about our life experiences and hope that um, someone out here or out there can be, uh, can learn from our mistakes and just our experiences in general. Yeah. And something I love about this podcast too, is you guys kind of get to hear a little bit of just me and Manali kind of like growing up together a little bit. I mean, if you were to listen to an episode from us, um, you know, almost two years ago to now, like you can hear and see the differences between, you know, our very first episode to our most recent episode, you're going to hear changes in us and, you know, everything like that. And I just think, you know, there's something special about that. And that's a testimony in itself, if that makes sense. Um, And I just love that aspect of it. And I don't normally talk about this in the intro or anything like that. But I feel like we just have so much gratitude just because I feel like recently we've just gotten a lot of people that just the smallest comments to that make the most impact like hey I really love this episode or Mm -hmm. like hey like I had no idea you had a podcast this is amazing and like that just anytime we get a comment like that like me and Manali just run to each other I'm like it was oh my gosh like so and so just said this and it just made my whole day you know and I think that's just a testament to to God and how good he is and how, you know, he somehow allowed us to figure out how to do this thing. (laughs) We're still figuring it out, but (laughs) we love every single second of it. And if you haven't listened to us before, I encourage you to listen to um, any of our other episodes. But, you know, like Manali said, we talk a lot about um, Christian dating mostly. And so um, it's something that we don't think is talked about enough. you know, if at all, because, you know, you've just mainly got like worldly dating and that's it. Yeah. And then when you think of Christianity, you just think of marriage. <laughs> like, yeah, there's not you, a whole lot Yeah, there's dating. not a much, not much on dating. So anyways, so we are going to go ahead and get into our famous question of the week and it's Manali's turn. So tell them what we're going to be talking about. Okay, so we are doing rapid fire questions about just general relationship topics. Okay. Um, so the first one is, when do you think it is the right time to say I love you? Ooh. <laughs> um, you could probably hear mixed answers on this from so many yeah. different people because there are so many that like, oh, well, they said it on the first date and we've been married for like 20 something years. <laughs> but then, true. you know, oh, man, I don't know. Do you have an answer? I think 
once you've started dating, it's fair game. I 100% agree <laughs> with that. I agree. Like, as long as you're not at the talking stage and saying, I love you, <laughs> then it's, it's, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. Once your boyfriend and girlfriend have established those relationship boundaries, then you no, can say, I love you whenever. I agree with that. I agree with, like, that after you start dating, like, that's okay to start saying. Because then you're in a relationship, like, and you shouldn't really be in a relationship if you don't love each other. So, I mean, why not say it? True. <laughs> but definitely not before. Definitely don't do that. You're going to scare people <laughs> away more times than not. I agree. <laughs> to each their own, though. Yes. We don't know, judge over here. You know. To each their own. Period. Okay. Our next question is... Um, <laughs> Our next question, sorry, is do you think fighting in a relationship is healthy or do you think it should be avoided? That's a deep question. It is a deep question. Okay, okay. You know what? I think I'll go ahead and try to try to tackle this one. Okay. I think yes, to a certain degree, to a certain extent, fighting is healthy. However, I do think you should have something established to where it can be avoided as much as you're like able to but I do think to a certain extent like not necessarily fighting but I mean you're gonna fight and have disagreements but as long as you have that healthy establishment of like okay well we're in this argument but this is how we're gonna get through it you know right no I agree with that I think it depends on how you rebound off of fighting mm-hmm. like if it's you know healthy or not because if you're fighting and you're not learning anything from it then no. Obviously, you know, help that fighting is not the healthy type, but you know, you're going to get in fights eventually that comes with any kind of relationship, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, friendships, anything that's always mm-hmm. going to come with the responsibility of caring for someone and loving someone. But um, I think it just depends on how you rebound and if, you know, you're both learning something from it and mm-hmm. you can move past it eventually and, you know. Yeah, just no, I moment. yeah, I agree with that. That's a good question. We keep saying we're going to do a whole episode on that, and we are. Yes, so just stay coming. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, it's coming. Okay, our next question is: What was your best Halloween costume? <laughs> so different, <laughs> so random. <laughs> so the best Halloween costume. Oh gosh, I don't know. Do you know yours? Um, mine would probably be. Okay, during whenever Twilight came out, we were probably in like <laughs> elementary school, uh-huh. and I was obsessed with those movies. So I was a vampire for like three years straight, and I loved it. Like I would just wear my cape around the house because I thought like I was Edward's wife. Because hashtag Edward team. <laughs> I think everybody is. I, wait, you were team Edward? Oh, I was. Team I was Edward. team Jacob. All I had a the shirt way. and a poster in my room. No, I did not know that. <laughs> Yes. I know you were a Twilight stan. I love that. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Mine was, I have a picture of it, and I think we need to find these pictures and post them for oh, part of our release because should. I, as a child, I feel like if you know me, it kind of makes sense. Like, while everybody, you know, when High School Musical was a big thing, you already know. <laughs> she knows what I'm going to say. High School Musical is like a big thing. You know, I was never a huge, like, Gabriella like, fan. For some reason, as a child, I was obsessed with Sharpay. And there's a picture of me walking back with my little candy bucket and, y'all, my wig that I had as Sharpay. Like, it was not brushed out. It was out to, like, here. It was so bad. Um, But I was obsessed. Like, I love, I still probably have that costume. I was obsessed with it for forever. So that was probably the best one. 
She says that as she's sitting here wearing her Elwood sweatshirt. I do. It's so on brand for her. Y'all, this is my favorite sweatshirt in the whole world. I got a t-shirt in it, too, because this one's, like, fading. But anything Sharpay, Elwood's, like, it just, you know. It's so on brand for you. It is. It's just on brand. Okay. So, for our last lighthearted question, it is going to be, what is your favorite outfit? Mm. Like, just in general, or, just like... Just your favorite everyday go-to outfit. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Well, obviously, of course, it depends on the weather, but probably sure. it's going to be anything like Lululemon. Like, judge all you want. Call me basic, <laughs> but it's my favorite outfit. Usually, these pink shorts that I have on right now, they're my pink Lululemon shorts, and I love them. And then... I don't know, especially if I'm going to class, I'm always cold, so I usually wear a sweatshirt or like a like an off-the-shoulder sweater or something like that. Okay, mine is literally the exact same. Um, <laughs> Our style is the same. <laughs> Lulu shorts and a sweatshirt or a big yeah. t-shirt is usually my way to go. Oh, yeah, big t-shirts too during yes, the summer. Mm-hmm. Especially during summer, yeah. Yeah. It's just so comfy. And mm-hmm. on clouds or just tennis shoes in general. Yeah, I have... I like my Nike, my Nike 270 shoes that I need to get rid of probably, <laughs> or my Hoka's. I love my Hoka's too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or in the summer, Birkenstocks are really Yes, cool. and like Birkenstocks can dress something up or down. Yeah, they really can. Like, yeah. Depends on how you use it. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay, well that was a good one to end on. That was fun. Yeah. We started off really deep and then got really light. <laughs> So, we are going to go ahead and move on into the episode. We are going to be talking about closure today, which is a bit more of like a serious topic, especially for a lot of people. And basically, we're going to be answering the question of, is closure needed? Question mark. (laughs) And we're going to kind of be just be answering that slowly a little bit and breaking it down into parts. And of course, everybody has their own opinion. This is just ours. And what we have found to be wise when it comes to relationships or breakups or anything like that. So let's just go ahead and get started. All right. Okay, guys. So like I said, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into the episode. And we're going to be answering that question of, is closure needed? And I think what we mean by that question is however you kind of interpret it. So is closure needed necessarily before going into another relationship? Is closure needed in things outside of relationships? Is it needed, period? And if closure is important or it is a thing or, you know, you get it, what does that look like? Like, what could that look like in a healthy way? Or what does it not look like if it's not needed, you know? Yeah. So do you want to start with your first point or do you want me to? Um, I'll let you start. Okay. All right. So my first point that I have is closure, I think, is important, but it is not needed before going into another relationship. So I kind of just answered my own question (laughs) that we had there. But I really think that this is so true. I've been in relationships where I've had closure and I've been in relationships where I have not had closure. And this is just kind of that conclusion that I have come to. But also, I do think everybody's relationship is different. Everybody's situation looks different, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think when we're talking about the case of breakups here, um, you know, after a breakup, you know, we've done an episode on that, on, you know, how to deal with it, how to get through it. And, you know, I've read a lot of articles and stuff before I even look this up because I was kind of confused on it too. I'm like, well, is it needed or is it not? Like, if you're fine, like... Is there a reason to, you know, like, is there a reason to get closure, you know? Um, And I read a lot of, um, like, 
psychology articles about this and how, you know, right after a breakup, all our brains are trying to do is make sense of what just happened. Like that is where our heartache comes from is because our brain is genuinely trying to make sense of what happened. Like, why did this end? What happened? Why am I sad? Like, why did they just do that? And so Mm -hmm. from that comes our want for closure. Yeah. And I read that and I was like, oh my goodness, like that is so true. You know, that's where our heartache comes from. We're just constantly trying to figure out you know, what did I do wrong? What did you do wrong? When ultimately, I'm going to be honest, just from my experience, when you've had closure, you kind of, you may not completely know why it happened. But as a Christian, we know that whatever happened, it was for a purpose. And, you know, say you just, you know, you keep reaching out to this person. You're like, I need closure. I need closure. I need closure. I've been there. I get it. I understand. Like it hurts. But ultimately what you're asking is for them to kind of tell you something that you already know that you just don't want to believe. And that is, I I don't know how to explain that. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) I mean, you said it like perfectly how, like it made sense how you said it. Like, you know, it's, with having a breakup, there's a whole rush of emotions. And a lot of times you're not going to want to face those emotions head on. And like we've talked about in other episodes, like there are some, um, some males are keen to not face a single emotion until months down the road. And there are some females that are keen to, well, we need to get closure right now. We're going to figure this out. I want to move on and start that whole healing process. Mm -hmm. And despite, you know, however we, want closure to come like we just want answers and just being able to find like you know basically answers right then and there rather than waiting but um a lot of times especially in the case of like relationships that didn't end on the best of terms you can Mm -hmm. see right then and there like where those you know problems may have lied Mm -hmm. and it's very rare it happens but it's very rare that a relationship ends where you're just doing so good, Mm -hmm. you know? And I do think it is, it depends on the relationship, but it's very, and like, you might be thinking like, oh my gosh, the relationship was so good. Like, why did it end? But then like, you know, me and Manali call it like the love goggles, like a few months down the road, they're taken off and you're like, ooh, like, you know, it really wasn't that healthy. It really wasn't that good. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't in a good place or they weren't in a good place, you know? And you start to see those things. And that in itself, I think, is the closure that you kind of need. And like, I get it. It hurts. And there are so many people that I talk with on a daily basis who are like, yeah. And like, they just got out of a relationship and they're like, yeah, but I just like want to be their friend. Mm -hmm. No, you don't like subconsciously, you don't want to be their friend. You're like hoping like, okay, well maybe we'll get back together if we just keep being friends. Like you don't think that and you're trying to convince yourself of that. But the hard reality is no, you really don't want to be friends you kind of your brain is just making you think that you do but really you want to get back together and you still there's still some you know hurt feelings there you know and we sometimes we call it well it's because we didn't get closure and at the time we think that Mm -hmm. but the closure is there in itself closure comes from reflecting back on that relationship I think too yeah that's a great explanation of what closure can truly look like in the real world because I know especially I kind of written this down like in Hollywood and in books 
like we see what closure is supposed to look like. And I put that in quotation marks because, you know, closure in books and in Hollywood and like this imaginary world that we live in and while watching movies and stuff, closure looks like this one conversation where you get all the answers out and you can move on and you are perfectly fine. You're not going to hurt anymore after that conversation because Mm you've had every problem solved through that. Yeah. And in reality, like, that's just not true at Mm -hmm. all. And like, you're never going to be able to have one conversation with somebody where you are completely healed coming out of it because closure is not meant to be found in, you know, other humans or objects or, um, distractions and it's meant to only come from God. And like, like Hannah was mentioning the love goggles, like love goggles are not something that we can take off ourselves. It's something that God slowly removes and takes that desire of wanting to be that part with that person off of our hearts. Um, slowly over time and as God continue, continues to heal our hearts. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a consistent thing where you're constantly praying to, you know, have your heart healed and God's going to take those goggles off to be able to bring you the closure that you need. Yeah. Preach. That was good. That's so true. I have no idea if that made sense at no, all. No, it, it was does. Just coming out. No, no, that makes sense. I think that, that was a word. That was good. Yeah, it's, you know, I think we, we kind of try to, like Manali said, we try to base it off of almost this Hollywood type of thing that we only see in books and movies and that distorts the reality and really distorts scripture if we're really talking Mm -hmm. generally here you know it all distorts scripture and it makes you think well if you really want to heal this is what you need to have and this is what it needs to look like and that's not true that's not God's word that's not scripture that's not how it works, you know, and yeah. goodness, Hollywood tries to show us what love looks like. And if you're mm-hmm. not always happy, well, then, you know, you don't, really you don't need, you don't really love each other. And that's just, it's not true. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast today, you know, on brand for me. <laughs> and he was talking about how 50% of marriages end in divorce. And that's not just of the world that is within the church mm-hmm. as well. And that just goes to show that, and that everybody is different. Like I get it. Yeah. Every situation is different. But we do let the world kind of creep into our lives and say, ooh, that's happening. You're getting annoyed with that. You might not really love each other. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Yeah. It's not. And it's just, the same thing is true for closure as well. And I really hate the word, if I'm honest, because yeah. it's just been misconstrued so much. And it's, you know, it, it answers the question within itself, within its own idea. Um so short answer is, is it necessarily needed in our opinion? No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So if you listen to all that and you were trying to get the simple answer, there it <laughs> <No>. is. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> but oh. yeah, if you have another point or anything before we get to our next one. No, you can go to the next one. Okay. So mine kind of, you know, getting a little... I guess more controversial <laughs> with this one. Okay. My second one was closure does not come from getting back together soon after you break up or getting Period. in another relationship right after. Uh, that second part was not on my notes, but I added that in as I was reading it because that's not necessary. Like it's the same thing essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, right after we go through breakups, it's probably the loneliest we are ever going to feel. So not only do you not have answers from your last relationship or quote unquote closure, you know, you're feeling lonely, you're hurt, you're sad, you're upset. And, you know, if you are 
a female in this day and age, after you get out of a relationship and you're on social media, people are going to notice that you're out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to know going into that, that that's probably going to happen because people are going to reach out to you. And, you know, I get it. We all notice it. Manali and I talk about it all the time. We're like, did you see where this couple broke up? Like what happened? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. And um, a lot of times I think what happens here is let's say you break up um, and, you know, a couple months later said person comes back and is like, Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry this happened. Like, you know, let's work on it and try to get back together. And I look, I told you everybody is different. But nine times out of 10, it is going to just end up in another breakup. You're going to be hurt even more. That other person could be hurt even more. And there wasn't enough time for you to heal from that on your own or get it worked out for you to even have closure from the first time that you broke up, you know? Um, Regardless of how it ends, you still have to think things through on your own and heal on your own. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, well, if I don't get closure, that means we just need to get back together or not necessarily get back together. But, you know, they think that moving on, whether it's with the same person or a different person with not a lot of time in between is you're, you're just going to feel even worse. It's not going to be the closure you think that you need, you know, Right. Because we can lie to ourselves and say, oh, no, 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 I'm okay. Like, I'm at peace with it. I'm good. It's like three days after the breakup and you're like, are you sure? (laughs) Like, Because I know that hurts and that's okay to admit that it hurts and Mm -hmm. that you want closure. But no, it's not needed. It's not needed in that same person and it's not needed in another relationship. Right. And I mean, a lot of times if you're breaking up and getting back together, you're going to have problems that you had while you were still together on top of. 10 times more. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not the case for everybody. I know everybody is different. Right. But, but nine times, nine out, of times 10. out of 10, that is, it's problems that you had before times a million. Yeah. Um, but I had kind of written something that was along the line of yours, which was, or no, I thought about this while you were talking, um, <laughs> that, you know, whenever we're in this time of closure, it isn't necessarily, um, like closure doesn't always come initially. Um, you could go your whole life without having a closure on a specific season of life or with this specific person or in the way that closure typically looks like. And it's meant to be set up as an initiation of trust with God that you're going to trust him through this season to get you through this, um, like just season of healing and Mm -hmm. trusting him and, you know, overall like loneliness and knowing that he's going to be there for you regardless of if, you know, you notice it or not. Yeah. And, um, getting, being in this, you know, season of closure and healing and everything, the devil, it works very good at sending people your way to distract you. And one of those can be your ex. And one of those can be another, you know, guy or girl trying to reach out and get with you. And those, if you are not trusting God's timing properly, can disrupt your healing significantly. And something that was meant for you greater or later on in life, that was going to be so much greater can be halted because you invested in something that God was not ready to give you. Right. That's if that so makes true. sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think too, 
you know, I don't want to harp on anybody that, like, maybe you and your ex are back together and you broke up. I 100% like want to say that that does happen mm-hmm. and that is part of God's plan sometimes. Yeah, like, sometimes I do believe like God can have you break up, but then like end up back together. Everybody's story is right. their own, but we do have to think about the majority here as well. And it definitely how the relationship was, but like nine times out of 10, like, they are your ex for a reason and you know you don't need to go back to that and I think Manali and I can both speak to it personally we we both had we both have had closure in relationships and we both have like not had closure in relationships and I think Mm -hmm. that you know just from my personal experience like quote-unquote getting closure I really left more hurt than I already was Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was just something that was just completely necessary. Like, yeah, okay, you might could get that sense of satisfaction. Well, at least I know now. But if, if say, if I didn't have that, I, sh- I could have been okay. Like, yeah. I knew exactly everything of why ended. You don't necessarily have to have a last conversation to be okay or to move forward, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, like, <laughs> I'm going to really throw myself under the bus real quick. But when I was in high school, there was a guy that I dated and we broke up and I did, we did some sort of closure. We had the whole talk and then we got back together and then we broke up and we did not do the whole talk. Okay. The first time that we broke up, um, we did the whole talk and, you know, I left knowing what a terrible girlfriend I was and like everything that was wrong with me. Uh And like, there wasn't a whole lot of like communication on both sides about what our relation what was wrong with our relationship and more what was what more about what was wrong with me as a girlfriend or what was wrong with him as a boyfriend and most likely that's what's gonna happen is you're gonna be told what is wrong with you or it could be yourself or you're going into it defending yourself exactly well well you did this and then it just goes into a it's not really closure now you're just arguing about why it ended (laughs) exactly exactly and so like leaving that conversation I felt like the worst person in the world and that like I treated him absolutely terribly and like all these other things and then you know I we got back together and then we broke up again a couple months later and during that season where we did not have that closure talk God was able to do so many life-changing things for me in terms of like taking the love goggles off showing me okay this is what was really wrong with the relationship and this is what I can do going forward to improve being a better girlfriend and one day a better spouse for my next boyfriend slash spouse and like things like that so I think Mm -hmm. you know that's a good way to be able to tell is like is it really going to benefit you in the long run being able to hear all of like the insecurities that you have within your partner or about your partner, or about your relationship come to the surface or would you rather God, you know, help you close that door the healthy way and you can actually learn from it and not get mad and defensive and everything else yeah. to go with it. Yeah, that's so true. It's just all of that to say it's not something that's needed coming from us where we've been on both sides where we've mm-hmm. had it and didn't have it and on the side where I didn't have it because I've usually mostly had closure in the end yeah. but when I didn't have it at first I was really confused and I was you know hurt. I was like I don't understand like I need it to move forward and then you know I, I let God have the authority I put yeah. it in his control and I said God like what your will be done in this. Like, if you want me to have it, let me have it. But if you don't like, don't. And then God revealed to me that he is in control regardless. Like, no, you don't 
need closure. It's okay. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need that going into a next relationship because God, when you put it in his hands, he will reveal to you without that person even being needed in the conversation. He's going to reveal to you the closure that you're looking for. He's going to reveal to you things maybe in the relationship that didn't work or in the person or even within yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes God, you know, we've learned, we learn things about ourselves like, oh, well, you know, I didn't really do this right. Or I didn't do that right. Or like, you know, maybe that person wasn't good for me. You know, God reveals that. And that's the closure that you need at the end of the day. Right. But I think I just, I had three points, but that really just went into my third point that I had that was (laughs) ultimately God provides your closure. And that's true. And in getting that, that comes from prayer, Mm -hmm. prayer to God. And you wouldn't think it, but as a Christian, I feel like one of the hardest things to do sometimes is to pray. Yeah. Because it's hard. Our brains don't want to stop and, you know, be slow to slow enough to talk to God. And like, that's something I still struggle with today. But especially when it comes to closure, that is a hard prayer to pray. Like, God, this is just what happened. Like, God, please reveal to me what I need to hear, what I need to know, and God will give it to you. It It doesn't always have to come from that other person. It can. And it can be important in some cases. And maybe God will speak through that other person to get to you. But no, that other person isn't always needed. Yeah, that's so true. I put that down as well. Like that true peace and relief can come from consistent prayer. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be this big old long prayer. Like Hannah said, it can be as short as just saying, Lord, this is what happened. And I need your healing and I need your you to reveal things to me. And that you can leave it at that. And God, mm-hmm. God knows what your heart really wants. And it um, does. he can work through that. Um did you have anything else to say about that specific um, point? There was just one small thing okay. that may kind of adds up to like aligns with it, but kind of doesn't at the same time. And something that I noticed was interesting is sometimes I'll try to research like, you know, one thing that we really try to do is make things like scripturally based. Like, yes, we have our opinions, but also sometimes we like to like have scripture on hand to explain what we mean. And obviously we know that there's not a lot of scripture in the Bible that is surrounding dating or it's mostly marriage. And yes, we can use what like God intends for marriage in our relationships. We can use that as like Mm -hmm. a guide. Um, But specifically for closure, that does not exist in scripture at all. And I even tried to look for something similar to it, but God ended up revealing to me something really cool. And I think that um, if you were to go, if you were literally just to Google like, closure or what does scripture say about closure what does you know it sounds really silly but I promise it was purposeful (laughs) um scroll through every single bible verse on like the first result and I started reading through some like there's Matthew 4 4 Psalm 19 7 or even you know we all know John 3 16 and all of them talk about like we know John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life and then Psalm 19 7 says the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple um and then Matthew 4 4 says I promise I'm getting somewhere with this um but he answered it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God now of course you need to read the whole chapter to get context and everything but I thought if you literally look up like under the category of of closure, I can even put the website on there for you guys to read all the verses. I think it's so interesting that none of that was about our worldly view of closure. All mm-hmm. of that was about God having the authority and God 
sacrificing himself for our sins, that in that, I think that was purposeful in God saying, you don't need closure. All you need is me because mm-hmm. I will give you, I will provide for you what you need. That yeah. is the closure that the, the only thing that we need at the end of the day. Yeah. That's it. Period. And I, I don't know. That just was something that I felt like God revealed to me because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why is John 316 listed under closure? <laughs> and then God kind of like revealed that to me. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like God's just saying that, you know, it's finished. Like he, he died for our sins. That is the only closure that we will ever need at the end of the day, no matter how badly we're hurting. He has all the authority. Yeah. True. <laughs> Period. I'll put the, I'll link the, the verses. So now you guys for can you. <laughs> because that was so good. Thank um, you. Thank you. Dang, now I got to follow that up. No, sorry. I just, I almost <laughs> no, forgot to mention it. No, I'm glad you did because that was really good. All right. So for my last two, like, little bullet points, I had God's rejection is your protection, whatever way that looks like. Um, and that, like Hannah said, you know, God say so is all that we need. Like whether he is saying yes to a relationship or no to a relationship, you don't need any further answers than that because it's God and he holds that Mm -hmm. authority and he knows what's best for us. And he has this perfect plan for us that, you know, we want to abide by in the best way that we can. may not be what we want. It may not be what we want. But yeah. in the end, it's going to benefit us the most. And yeah. that's essentially, you know, what this is saying is that God's rejection is our protection and that, you know, he's saying no to protect our hearts and to protect our peace and our soul and everything that comes with that. Um, um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you had okay. another point that I just thought of that we, I don't know that we discussed and it was, do you need closure for things outside of a relationship? That was one that we also didn't touch on, I don't think. Oh, isn't that a point that you had on yeah, that? Yeah, I just said that God doesn't, or, <laughs> closure doesn't apply to relationships, but to seasons yeah. slash chapters of life. Yeah. Which that applies, it, I mean, rejection is, God's rejection yeah. is your protection applies to anything, not just relationships, but like, you know, if God is leaning towards maybe, no, you shouldn't take that job, even though it seems really good and mm-hmm. great for you. Um, you know, God's like, no, I really think that I need you somewhere else. Or I think you need to stick this job out a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, you know, God's protecting you from something so much bigger than what you can see right now. And later on, you'll be able to appreciate that, but you know, trust that he, he's protecting you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it may not seem like it right now. And it let us, preface too it's gonna hurt it probably is like whether you have closure or not it's gonna hurt so honestly just kind of pick which one you want to do like (laughs) which your poison do you want like do you want the kind where you kind of go and you really don't feel great about yourself coming out of it or do you want to go where you're just lost in confusion with no answers on what happened yeah ultimately both are going to reveal itself yeah for sure Mm -hmm. Um, and then my last point is looking for closure and worldly things can be made to fit our agenda rather than what it's supposed to. So, um, I kind of wrote this in terms of like, you know, say, say you have this initial conversation or this last conversation with your, um, ex spouse or ex boyfriend, girlfriend, and you're looking for these answers. Um, I feel like that conversation of closure can be made to fit the agenda that we want and that you know, we're not going to be able to learn for, from it in the way that we're supposed to. And that's why we say that, like, you know, true closure and closure that you're going to be able to learn from and grow from comes from God rather than us because, you know, we are 
feelings can sometimes get in the way of what we really need. And um, yeah, that's basically what I meant by that. Yeah. And sometimes like, like you said, we try to, sometimes we even, if we're getting into like a bigger issue, like, you know, we try to make God fit our agenda (laughs) and we use our feelings to say, I just feel like God is telling me, which yes, sometimes like I understand that, but I feel like a lot of us as Christians, like I catch myself all the time. Like we got to be careful with what we're putting in God's mouth. (laughs) Um, Because we do have to realize like our humanity, we do have to realize our sin and our mistakes and just humanity in general that, Mm -hmm. you know, God's given us all the answers and his word. And, you know, we have the opportunity to pray about things every day, but sometimes when we're really upset and we're in a really bad season of life, or, you know, we're just begging God for closure then we will trick ourselves and I cannot say anything because I am, I have done this before. Like we can be solo and I'll just be like, I just feel like God is just telling me to, you know, go back to this or reach out to them again or call them one more time or text them. He's not. Okay. I can tell you. <laughs> He's not doing that girl. <laughs> like sometimes, yes, I, I think you'll maybe feel better about trying or doing that, mm-hmm. but that's not always something that God is like just telling you to do because a lot of times God is probably just telling us to be patient and not to worry about it because he's got you and he's got it figured out. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Do we have any more points on that? No, that was my last one. Yeah. I think we kind of said what we needed to say. I think think that was just something that, um, I thought this wasn't really like an episode that we necessarily just wanted to do. It was your idea. I think that Mm -hmm. we were just discussing it and we were like, we kind of want to get, you know, dive into more like serious issues, I guess, and things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And that's hard for me and Manali to do. We're not those kind of people. (laughs) We're not the kind of people that just talk about controversial issues or things, but there are things that I do think need to be talked about in the Christian world too. Um, But I think that was a good first step. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, like big topics like closure, like there are so many, you know, younger people and just people in general that are constantly looking for answers on this kind of stuff and nobody like like you said it's a hard topic and a controversial topic to come forward and talk about so I hope that this this episode can reach one that is looking Mm -hmm. for answers about this I agree that's our goal every single time is that maybe like just one person like listens and benefits from it like that's all we ask that's all we pray for that's all we're 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 going for Um, but I think that was a good episode agreed so we'll go ahead and wrap the episode up here and we will move into our final segment of what God has been teaching us all right so moving into what God has been teaching us do you want to go first or do you want me to you can go first okay so Something that God has just been teaching me over the last few weeks is to give him everything like big and small, like because, you know, God is very clear that he wants us to come to him with the big and the little things. He wants us to pray about everything. And that is something that I struggle with. I usually try to like invalidate myself. I'm like, well, this is silly. Like, you know, I know God's in control, but actually I notice a lot of the time I'm like, but did I ever really truly pray about that? Or did I just think about it and say, oh, God's got it but I never went to him personally and prayed about it. And so that's something that I've been challenging myself to do is to genuinely go to him and, and pray to him because like, like yesterday was like a little bit of like a harder day, 
just in general, like I was really emotional and I had different things just on my mind that were just clouding my head. And I would try to remind myself like, oh, God's got it. But I never just like specifically went to him in prayer about each situation. And that is something that I've just tried to challenge myself with. And that I feel like he's been teaching me to come to him in everything, not just the big things or the major things. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a word. Because you know what? (laughs) It, like, it's a lot easier to come to God with the bigger things. Because, you know, people will often talk about the bigger things. And that they always, like, you know, their first instinct is to go to God. But what about the little things that really bother you? You know, people don't talk about that stuff as much because it just it's little things. You don't think yeah. like it's going to make that much of a difference if you pray about it or yeah. if you don't. But in in the long run, you know, those small, small things can amount to a big thing. And, yeah. you know, it's better just to go ahead and take it to God because, I mean, he Absolutely. can handle anything. He can. He We really underestimate God's authority. Like he has a hand in everything, he big and small. He does. Um, something that God's been teaching me is just to stay present in the present. I don't know if I said that right, okay, but yeah. just not to get so caught up in like futuristic things, I guess. Yeah. Um, just because like I can worry myself sick thinking about Same. anything <laughs> like literally a week from now, you know, like I can really stress myself out about that. And I know, you know, worrying about things that are so far in the future, it it can make you miss out on things that, you know, God's teaching me right now. Um, So I think that's just what he's been teaching me is just to be present in his presence and present in just like what's going on right now and not so worried about like what's to come because that's out of my control regardless. Mm -hmm. That's really good because that actually, that should probably fall under one of mine too because, (laughs) you know, we are both, the kind that like, you know, we really worry about the future. And like, we were just talking about that. I think before the podcast Mm -hmm. came up, uh, we were talking about like, just growing up in general and like, oh my goodness, we're about to have responsibilities. I'm about to be 21 this week, full grown adult. (laughs) So it's, it's a scary thing, you know, like instead of looking at things as like a, oh, this should be exciting and God has a hand in it. It's like stressful, worry, worry. So that's so true. That's, you know, goes back to just God has a hand in everything he does and but yeah like we're gonna look back and look at these moments and I think wish that we had been more present in the present and Mm -hmm. you know because we're gonna get to the future one day it's coming and God's brought us here every step of the way but there are more times than not I look back and think man I really wish I would have used that time to do some literally anything else instead of worrying Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and that's a good thing to to remember. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You have anything else to add? Um, on the day that this is coming out, it is gonna be Hannah's birthday, so make sure y'all shoot her a little oh, message. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is birthday. gonna be on my birthday. I didn't it even is. think about that. It'll be the morning of my it birthday. Will. So make Aww. sure you tell Hannah happy birthday. That this will be. We've celebrated a few birthdays together, like not like together physically, but as in like just years of birthdays. Like, how many years would this be? Since fifth grade, we were fifth grade. ten years. We went to each other's birthday nine. parties a few times. We've been nine and so Aww. twelve years. Wow, has it been that long? Yeah, I'm not ten good years. at math, so I don't know. <laughs> to hit eleven or twelve, yeah, yeah. Woo! 
We're old. We're getting old, y'all. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and stay tuned. If you guys are listening and you have TikTok, go follow us on TikTok because yes. Manali and her social media um, expertise does a really good job at handling everything social media. And mm-hmm. she's also been the person behind the, um, what do you call it, like graphic designs that you keep seeing that are amazing. So... We commend her for that. Thanks so much. But yeah, go give us a follow. Shameless plug. And (laughs) um, moving forward, the next week that we release, we have a really cool guest coming on that I'm super stoked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to, you know, get her picture and bios and stuff soon. Um, But we're really excited for that kind of interview episode. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, we're going to go ahead and end the episode here. All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys. <laughs>